At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the Bonus, Fox Sports Radio. iHeartRadio app, welcome in. Okay, so if it's your first time listening to the In the Bonus podcast, you'll know that basically, um, and as it plays out on the on the iHeart podcast network is this becomes what the first hour even though we do it the last hour right so when you download it you hear this first then you hear the rest of the radio show so basically uh this is like an hour radio show only we can say and do whatever we want and we don't have to take traditional breaks and it's a little bit more free-flowing we do have something called what the fox says which is basically we play for you clips from earlier in the day on either Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. Then I comment on it. We have some other cool stuff we do, like You're Annoying, where Jason Stewart, who is annoyed by many, finds only a couple to be annoyed by in the, in, in, on a daily basis. We, we try and determine who's the most annoying person in sports on earth. And then we have something called Because We Can, where we play for you, usually an audio clip of somebody cursing, um, many times with uh, with other innuendo and we can do it unedited because it's a podcast so we call it because we can so that's a oh, and we have really good stuff today let's get to what the fox says and now <laughs> what does the fox say uh, there was a story out uh, yesterday about Caleb Williams reportedly seeking ownership or partial ownership of an NFL team in order to be drafted here's Dan Patrick's take on that story it's a non-starter you can't get equity in a team because if that's the case, I can pay you a million dollars to be my quarterback and I'll give you a piece of the team. So now all of a sudden I've circumvented the salary cap. So I, I don't even know how it got this far. 
Now, could Caleb Williams, with his personality, ask for something like this? Maybe. I, I don't know him. Haven't had him on. But his agent should know. I can make one phone call. I, a, a text to a source right now and say, can a player, you can ask for it, but you're not going to get it. So why would you, if it's true, even ask the question? Because now it paints him in a different light. And now these message boards with some of the teams, you know, Bears, that fan base, after they lost to Notre Dame, oh, this is, you know, it feels like there's a sabotage going on right now. There's some saboteurs out there. Because if you ask for, how do you let this become public? There were sources saying that his representatives were asking for this. Well, the, the, the problem with this is well, there's a lot of people, and this is a big issue, okay, with the blue check marks now being anybody who wants to pay $8 a month. And there's lots of different, and like, look, I've had him on my podcast, but this is like the Jordan Schultz deal where clearly all he talks to is the player or a player's parent or a player's representative. And I mean, there's just, and it's, it's a lot like when you go into a court case, do you remember the Roger Clemens case, right? Where Rusty Harden was his attorney. He's like, you're going to, this is worse than the Duke rape case. Like what? They can say the most outlandish shit that has no repercussions. If it's not true, that's what this is. And I almost feel bad talking about it because it's so, it's, it's so, I mean, this is Mike Florio said they like, it's fucking stupid. It's not even legal. It's not even possible. Nor does anybody, th- he's not that good a fucking prospect, you know, even to have that conversation. So it's one of those, like, it's one of those like pie in the sky. Hey, what if we gave him some sort of ownership? We want an ownership stake to which if it's the crazy uncle or father, you go, yeah, Hey, guess what? Bucko, that doesn't happen. That's crazy, stupid talk. And, People laugh you out of the room. They laugh you out of the room. This is Brady Quinn talking about the narrative about Tua Tungavailoa being a system quarterback. I've said this forever. Like the tag of always a system quarterback. It's like, like that's a compliment to anyone who's a part of probably a good offense, a good team, a good organization. Like, there's only maybe a handful of guys in NFL history who could have went anywhere and been successful or, you know, been a Pro Bowl caliber player. It, that's just the truth. I, I know people don't want to hear that, but like, the situation of circumstance you enter into in the NFL is paramount to even your own ability as a player. It, it, it just is. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. If people wanted to baby, that's fine. But you're wrong. Like, if you go into a terrible organization with a terrible team and nothing around you, an offense that you don't fit in, pieces that, that you can't work with, that they try to make you do things you're not good at, you're not going to succeed. And I think Mike McDaniel, when he got to Miami, he invested a lot of time in figuring out ways of helping Tua Tungavailoa become the player that you've seen now the past you know, two seasons, really, when he's healthy. And utilizing... Jalen Waddle and, and all the speed they've got in the roster to put them in positions to succeed. That's a great coach. That's what good coaches do. That's what every coach should do. I, I just I hate how we have to dissect this and make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. Well, look, there's a lot of truth to what Brady's talking about, which is a really good coach finds whatever uh, finds w- whatever he can. Especially Mike McDaniel didn't draft him. Okay. So you find whatever system, create whatever system you can to allow uh, your player, especially your quarterback, to be mo- the most successful. What, what I think 
people don't like there's a there's a football talk element to it and then there's a fan talk element to it. So when fans hear he's a system quarterback, they think um it means he that this system he's only good because of this system. And football people will tell you like yeah, that's true and your your surrounding cast, the setup of your coach, the, how you tailor make it to how you play, whatever, all of that is in fact important. But the reality to Tua is he doesn't move particularly well. Um, he doesn't throw it particularly well, you know, deep outside the numbers. And he has to he has to be a great anticipatory thrower. Which th- these are all factors in being a good quarterback. But there isn't anybody who I've talked to in the NFL who believes he's a great quarterback because great quarterbacks, if the system isn't working, if the setup isn't working, can make things happen on their own, and he's not that guy. I mean, remember, he's on a rookie contract. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option for a reason. He's on a rookie contract, and he has the fastest wide receiver in the league, and he may be the best wide receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill, most dynamic player in the league. And surrounded with a ton of speed, which fits what he needs. And I think what people are saying inside football is, yes, they've put him in the perfect system for him. And they're doing a great job with him. But if one thing isn't just right, right, then there, is, there, is, there isn't necessarily a second pitch. So Brady is half right and half defensive of, of quarterbacks. Here's Colin Cowherd talking about Mike McCarthy's comment saying Dak Prescott's the most scrutinized quarterback in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl. That's off in the distance for Dak and Dallas. A Super Bowl. They shipped him out of town. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl. Number one pick. Shipped him out of town. Dak has two playoff wins in eight years and has unbelievable support. Owner, head coach, GM, city, franchise. Monday night's performance should be what you get for an eight-year, tenured veteran who is among the highest-paid players in the entire sport, America's biggest domestic sport. Dak's one of the highest-paid stars. One more win than Daniel Jones. And the Giants are rebuilding Dak has never been with the rebuilding Cowboy team. Weapons, offensive coaches, didn't say they were the best, but outside of Mahomes, who does have the best offensive coach? Nobody's unrealistic. He is the longest tenured quarterback in the league, paid like it, a couple of wild card playoff wins. I think Collins actually being reasonable and fair. I, I think... Um... Look, man, if you want to be quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, then you're going to have to take some fucking criticism. Like, what are we actually doing? When do we get to a place where you're like, oh, no, no, listen. And, and you know, like, honestly, like, Mike McCarthy knows that. He's a big boy. N- not just literally, figuratively as well. Like, when do we get to this place to where you're like, like, Dak was shitty the week before. He was shitty in the playoffs. You know, Dak acted like he was fired up and mentally and emotionally ready for the Niners, and he didn't play well. If you want to be a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and you play shitty, we're going to say you played shitty. And when you play well, we're probably going to go over the top, and the rewards are greater than they should be. Like, that's the way it fucking works. 
if you want to play for a nondescript team, okay, then you don't have like look, the benefits of playing for the Cowboys is pretty simple. Okay? Moose has been a broadcaster. Troy Aikman's been a broadcaster. Tony Roma. Tony Roma didn't win shit. Okay? And he's fucking lead analyst for CBS. Tony Romo didn't win shit. So when Dak gets done, he'll be able to do whatever he wants. Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith would misuse metaphors constantly, and yet always was on TV for a substantial. Michael Irvin, how about his career in broadcasting? All of this are the rewards for the attention you get with the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what the opposite side to it is? If you fuck up off the field like Michael Irvin, you're going to get raked over the coals. And if you fuck up on the field, we're going we're gonna to make fun of it or we're going to talk about it. When did we get to some pot, like all of the, like the, the crazy part about Mike McCarthy, almost most criticized, like, dude, there's no softies. There's no P words in that locker room. If you want to be quarterback of the Cowboys, this is what comes with it. If you don't, then get the fuck out. Everybody knows that. Dak knows it. Dak accepts it. Why do we act out like otherwise? And the great thing about it is if an analyst or a talk show host talks shit about you, guess what? You're on TV the next week and you can prove them wrong. Just like Dak Prescott did. Dak Prescott was shitty against the Niners. And you know what? He came in against Justin Herbert that most people think is a better quarterback than he is. And Dak Prescott played better than Justin Herbert. So what do you want us to do? Not comment on the most popular, most talked about team in the NFL? That's what the Fox said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Let's welcome in Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio betting analyst and co-host of Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger and Brian No. It uh, airs every Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Listen live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, the iHeartRadio app. And it's all presented by BetMGM. Uh, Jared, let's cover the college slate as we get ready for the weekend. Uh, some big ones. Um, I, I, w- I want to start with Penn State and Ohio State. Two undefeated teams, both in the Big Ten. This one being played in the shoe. Uh, the number as of the time we're recording that I'm seeing is Ohio State's a four-and-a-half point favorite, and the, the total is 45-and-a-half. A little rain in the forecast. Yeah, early uh, money on the underdog and the under here. And I think the rain probably plays a factor, but I also think this is two of the best defenses in the country, and that's why points likely at a premium here. To be fair, this will be the best offense Penn State has faced all year. But I also think this will be the best defense that Ohio State has faced. I mean, if you just look at the, the, you know, the schedule of both teams, they haven't really been tested. I know the Notre Dame game certainly was a challenge, but <laughs> let's be honest, Notre Dame's offense doesn't stretch vertically either. They're, they're pretty limited at wide receiver. And Penn State's had issues there, too. In fact, when you look at Drew Aller, they really haven't asked him to do a whole lot. I mean, he's only attempted eight passes beyond 18 yards all year. His average depth of target is painfully low. And I think that's affected the running game a little bit. Nicholas Singleton's numbers have been less explosive than last year. Overall, the ground game has been kind of in a phone booth. And Jim Knowles does a great job scheming things up. And I think Penn State's going to struggle to move the ball in this game. And I think on the other side, you can say the same thing. The Buckeyes just very inconsistent, and they're banged up. The entire running back room is suffering through something. You saw Dallin Hayden emerge last week against Purdue, and, and they ran it pretty well against Purdue, but this isn't Purdue. I mean, this is a Penn State defense, number one in success rate, number one in EPA per play. You can argue they haven't faced any offenses, and this will be the biggest test for them this year, but they've aced all the quizzes, and this is the midterm. And I, I think they're up for this challenge. I think Penn State keeps the same close. I think it stays under. Um. Okay, let's continue with some of these uh, some of these traditional kind of uh, conference matchups, where you have Clemson taking on Miami. This one's interesting, not as much because other teams playing for a national championship, but both teams came in with super high hopes, and both teams have suffered two losses. Give me your thoughts on Clemson taking on Miami. The number as of now is Clemson's a three point road favorite. Um, hot, sunny. In South Florida, 48.5 is the total. Yeah, I haven't seen a ton of movement here. It's kind of hovering around the three. I think it'll probably close maybe three. It's trending a little bit towards three and a half. So perhaps maybe we move off of the, the road favorite here. And Clemson's dominated this series, so I certainly can understand why betters would favor the Tigers. They've won four straight. They've outscored Miami 178 to 30 in those last four games. And this is strength versus strength. you got Miami offense, top 10 yards per play, top 10 offense in the country, and Clemson's got a top 10 defense. So that's certainly the matchup that I think will decide this game. The one advantage that I see here, and it goes back to what we talked about last week, Doug, with Miami. It's about how much gas they have left in the tank, physically and mentally. They have played two really tough games. Of course, the Georgia Tech disaster at the end, that game took a toll on them mentally. And then physically, last week, they got ran around by UNT. He was running up and down the field on them in the second half of that game. And you could tell Miami was out of gas in that spot. Meanwhile, Clemson coming off of the bye week, and they're getting healthy. They should get their best cornerback, Nate Wiggins, who is he might be the first corner taken in the NFL draft come uh, this April. And they get another you know starting caliber corner in Sheridan Jones back as well. And their top receiver from last year, Antonio Williams, 
also trending in a positive direction. So I think Clemson's trending up in this game, and I don't know what really we're going to get from Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, he's thrown five picks in his last two games. He's dealing with a leg injury. He's dealing with a tendon tear in his throwing hand. I mean, he's basically walking wounded in this game, and I just don't trust Miami's mindset or, frankly, how much physicality they have left to uh, hang with Clemson here. So I'll, I'll take the Tigers. Um, okay. I saw this one, which is interesting. And, um, you know, USC's coming off their first home loss, uh, first road loss of the season. Utah's lost a game. Utah beat them twice last year. SC's a seven-point favorite, and the total's 54. Yeah, you, a lot of people probably watching, um, who watched that Notre Dame game last week, and then who go back and, you know, saw the results from last year with Utah, and you're like, wait a minute, how is USC favorite in this game? Um, I, I think Cameron Rising, it, we can put, we can pull the plug. I, I think it's fair to say that they tried, or maybe they tried to try, but you're not going to see Cameron Rising probably for the rest of the year. And I think Utah is just kind of in this no man's land of quarterbacks. We've seen a couple of guys try, and it hasn't been good for Utah's offense. And, and I do think if we do get a USC defensive, like a galvanized effort from this team, this is a good week to do it against. I mean, they had a converted safety at tailback last week. Uh, some guy named C.O. Mbaki, who actually had a really good game. He averaged over 10 yards a carry, short two touchdowns, but he also played safety. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know what we're going to get with, with Utah's offense here. And on the other side, you can make a lot of cases why we need to see a, 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 an inspired performance from Caleb Williams. Uh, when I dug into his numbers this week, 13 turnover-worthy plays through seven games. He had 11 the entire last season. So we're already seeing Caleb Williams kind of rely on his on, on his improvisation, a lot of you know one one step off balance, kind of you know lazy reads, lazy throws. He's he's, he's committing a lot of turnover worthy plays. He needs to play like a highest trophy candidate because he certainly has the talent. So I, we we heard some things from Lincoln Riley this week. Hey, we need to go back to playing eleven man ball. I think that's kind of a shot at Williams saying, hey, stop playing backyard football, bud. Like like let's play within the offense. You, you got a ton of talent all over the place. This Utah defense can be run against, and I think that's the key. If they can run on Utah a little bit, set up the play action, I just don't know how Utah keeps up. If USC jumps out 14 nothing, Utah does not have an offense to keep up with that. So I think this is a game where USC maybe gets a little bit healthy. Wow. Um, that's, that's interesting because I think common perception would be the physicality of Utah licking their wounds off, after the, off the loss. Uh, we'll be interested to see what the what the betting public says, and of course, what the actual result is. Uh, Jared Smith joining us. Of course, you can hear him on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to kick off every Saturday morning. Uh, let's go to Tennessee taking on Alabama. Um, SEC matchup. Tennessee obviously has uh, they, they've played better football of late. Taking on Alabama, who uh, suddenly now starting to feel you know like maybe they could be the team out of the West. To get to the SEC championship game, they're a nine and a half point favorite at home against the Vols. The forty-eight and a half is the total. Yeah, it was always Bama, right? It was always Bama. I think LSU is going to challenge them too. That's going to be a fun game coming up. I think in a week or two. I'm not sure when that game's scheduled, but that really is the game to circle. I don't like Tennessee much in this game offensively, and I think that's the matchup that Alabama has a really big edge. So now we have about half the season where we can really start to compare. Joe Milton against Hendon Hooker. Well, it's not a very bright comparison for Mr. Milton. So 0-5 on passes of 20 yards or, or, or deeper. 
one interception, and just four of 12 off play action last week against Texas A&M. This is a Texas A&M defense that is riddled with injuries all over the secondary, and he could not complete a pass of over 20 yards with five attempts, and four for 12 off play action. So here's your perspective. Last year, Hendon Hooker had one of the highest grades in the nation, like ever, on throws 20 yards deeper, and he was a 70% completion percentage passer on, on play action with 18 touchdowns and one pick. So just the ability of Tennessee to play multidimensional on offense, they haven't run it well, and they're not play action and offense as well. So what are they doing well against an Alabama defense that I think is, is you know, really legit? They're getting back their best uh, secondary piece this week, Malachi Moore. You can't run on Bama anyways, and they've got a top 20 passing success rate. So how does Tennessee have success offensively in this game? On the other side, I really like Jalen Milrow throwing the ball deep down the field. I mean, he, he has shown an ability to really stretch the defense. He's not great on the intermediate stuff. The polished passer routes, the crossing routes, the big routes, not as much, not, not as uh, accurate, but deep throws and explosive runs. I, I think Jalen Murrow is going to have himself a big game here. And I think Alabama's defense is going to set the tone. I think they cover this number. Okay. Um, we've got a, got a couple more here. Florida State taking on Duke. Of course, um, the Dukies lost once at home to Notre Dame. Florida State undefeated on the year. I'm, I'm looking at the number. Florida State. 14.5-point favorites. The total's 49. So, again, you look at that number, it feels like Vegas thinks it won't be very competitive. 81 degrees in Tallahassee. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the number's starting to trend towards the inevitability that Riley Leonard will not play. Even though we did get a piece of positive news from Mike Elko earlier in the week, I think it was gamesmanship. He's like, well, Riley's trending in a great direction, and then he added the caveat. We're not going to put him out there unless he's 100%. But the market responded to that, and it pushed this number down to 13, 13 and a half. And then I think the real information hit the market uh, overnight into this morning, and now we're back out to 14 and a half, even trending towards 15. I, I grabbed FSU minus 14 earlier today because I, I don't think Riley Leonard's going to play, and I think this number's going to close significantly higher than that. Florida State's never lost to do. So, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident that they're going to put up a good number in this game. They scored 40 or more points in 18 of their 21 games against Duke. Now, this is a very different Duke uh, defense. I give Mike Elko a ton of credit. This is a Duke defense that doesn't have a lot of the four or five-star talent, but they're experienced, and they've got a really good scheme. But this is a different atmosphere, right? This is Jordan Travis with his best weapon, Johnny Wilson, back. And this is a type of game that I think – if Florida State, just like the USC-Utah game, if Florida State can get a lead, 17-21-0, or even if it's just a two-score lead, I think that's where Duke has to go into panic mode with their offense. They are in a run, you know, RPO offense now without Riley Leonard. It's Henry Beeline, who only attempted 12 passes against NC State last week. So if Florida State goes up two scores, I don't see how Duke gets back in the game. And I like the familiarity, too. So Florida State's uh, head coach, Mike Novell, he actually hired Duke's current offensive coordinator, Kevin Johns, when they were working at Memphis. So there's a lot of familiarity with these coaches. I'll take the better athletes when there's familiarity with the teams. I'll, I'll, I'll lay it with the Knowles. Okay. Uh, Jared Smith, so good at what he does. Man, just brings incredible insight and information to the table. And, of course, you can listen to him live every Saturday. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, along with Brian No, Rich Hornberger. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. It's on the Fox Sports Radio app, the iHeartRadio app, Fox Sports Radio affiliates as well. It's all presented by BetMGM. Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it, Doug. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs. For man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Let's find out who or what's annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Hey, Doug. Andrew yep. Freeman spoke this week. Uh, kind of a post, what is it, post-mortem? Is that what they call Um And he did say, he came up with a really creative way of saying nobody's going to lose their jobs. Listen to what he says. I think it's fair to say it's an organizational failure. It doesn't mean that there weren't successes and a lot of things to um, grab onto and a lot of special memories that were created throughout this summer that I think are real and happened and are meaningful. That being said, our goal was to win 11 games in October, and we didn't win one. So we need to figure out what we can do differently um, and how to go about it. So he goes on to say that, um, but it wasn't any one or two people. It was an organizational failure, which was a way of saying, and then, and then you know, the report came out that Dave Roberts is going to keep his job. Nobody's going to lose their job status quo for next year. We're just going to move on. So literally a team has been one of the biggest failures in the history of the game, two straight years, postseason-wise, and status quo for next season. We're just going to keep it going, Doug. So who, who would you fire? Um, well, he could. I, I said last week he should start with himself. So I, I, I think that's probably what he means by this. Like, if we're going to fire anybody, it's going to be me. And it's, it's not going to be me. So everybody's keeping their job, you know. It, what were I, your what 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 did you think of this team? Forget about the record. What did you think about this team? Do you think did you think it was a World Series team? 
No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I came in with very measured expectations. They lost. They they overachieved in the regular season. They lost in the postseason. Absolutely. In a short series, you know, and you want to fire everybody. That's not reasonable expectations. I think optics, like. I know, I know sometimes that people don't deserve to get fired or whatever, but just optically, you have to look like you're doing something. Like, just going status quo, we talk about all this in politics all the time, and some of your more triggered uh, things that, that people get pissed about in politics, it's like, well, you got to do something. If that's not, if that's not the issue, or well, if that's not the something. reason, they're, do something. They're going to... Um, um, they're going to do something. They're going to change the Sino roster. Sinotani? Yeah, I mean, they're going, to, they're going to change the roster probably substantially. My guess will be there'll be a whole new pitching staff in there as well. Right? So, um, but I think what he's saying is like, look, we, we, this is the process we went through. We knew we had some flaws. We have a plan for the offseason. You know, and by the way, they don't have to tell you what they're doing. But I, I just, I think this is one of those things where we can all, I think we all agree they overachieved in the regular season. I, those were, that was not the expectations. Not, not maybe necessarily winning the division, but winning the division by that much. And part of it was helped out by the disaster that was the Padres. But again, like the Padres, like they had injuries in their pitching staff. You know, when your pitching staff isn't right, it doesn't matter. And then, uh, listen, you're right with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. They weren't good. You can't go one of 21 with those two guys. Um, it's like, what are you going to get rid of Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman because of it? Of course not. Freddie Freeman had a great regular season. Mookie Betts was arguably the league's MVP in the second half of the season. So there is a little bit of that's baseball. And I just think you have to take a measured approach. Uh, it may not work for you in the short term, but I, I think if you search your own feelings for what the season, I still think you're mad about last season. More than this season. Oh, I'm mad about last season. Yeah, yeah. I'm mad about the last three seasons. Yeah. Let me get. Let me squeeze this in. Um, you know, the Aces won their back-to-back WNBA championships. Congratulations on the Aces. Uh, is it Aja Wilson, their their star? Um, I saw this quote from her. She was asked about the demographic not really changing, and she addresses that the haters, and she says, "I'm sure it is hard." It is hard. They don't want to accept that women are changing the game and that women can play just as hard as men. Of course, it is going to be hard to accept, but we kind of give them no choice at this point. Um, no, I have a choice, and I'm still not going to watch your sport. Wait, what, what is her assessment? Like, look, let's just call it like it is. Las Vegas has a, a stacked team. Okay, Las Vegas and New York, the league was awful this year because two teams had all the players and Vegas had far and away better talent. It wasn't really close. It wasn't close. So what's she saying? They're changing the game. They can play. Nobody said you're not playing Because hard. they play just as hard as the men, Doug. That, that's so they're changing the game. They don't play as hard as the men. So they, they, they don't play as hard as the men. They're not as athletic as the men. People don't like watching them as much as they like watching men. None of that has to do with... It may have to do with with their 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 gender. It may. We we can't make people watch it. We can't make people give a shit. You know, it's it's like the NFL is twenty you know ten x more popular than the NBA. We can't make people care about the NBA any more than they do. We can't make people care about women's. It just is. At some point, the numbers are the numbers, and they've done everything in their power. Right? Put them on against the NBA. 
play in play during the same type of season. See what the numbers are. You're running unopposed in the summer, and your numbers are what they are. So I would say women's basketball. It's a Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Pick of the day comes from the NFL. Obviously, we have a Thursday night football game, and the total is a low 40.5. And New Orleans is a two-point favorite. Now, both teams could be out. Uh, Jacksonville is likely to be out without their two guards, and the Saints likely without their two tackles. Um, I like Jacksonville. And the under. I like Jackson on the under. I don't. The the Saints couldn't score last week against Houston. Uh, and Yes, they couldn't score against Houston. And the only flaw to the Jacksonville defense is their pass rush. I think it'll be helped by playing against backups at those guards. So I'm going to take Jacksonville to continue to be a hot team after starting one and two. Went on the road in a place they've never won before. But I'm going to take the under and have a close, low-scoring game. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show daily, daily, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is In the Bonus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 